Welcome to the Speechly podcast, where you can expect conversations exploring the best opportunities in the world of voice user interfaces. Today is the start of a new series on the podcast called Designing and Developing Voice UIs that was previously recorded in the Voice Interface Club on Clubhouse. And in this series, we'll be having open discussions with members of the product team at Speechly, and we'll be exploring topics related to the design and development of voice UIs in everyday technology. We will discuss existing best practices for the design and development of voice UIs, as well as emerging topics relevant to the progression of voice user interface technology. And today I'm joined by Ari, who's the head of user experience at Speechly. Ari has played a big role in creating new UI components for voice on the web. And we use this discussion to dig into how to effectively use UI components like this. We dug into specific topics such as why UI components are important for voice experiences, the importance of multimodal design for voice user interfaces, and how to effectively use voice UI components in your project. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Ari on the Speechly podcast. Alrighty. Well, I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of a, a context intro and then let's jump into this discussion, Ari and, and Otto. But uh, thanks for joining this conversation today. Uh, the plan is really to test and, and start a new series of discussions on spaces to discuss designing and developing voice user interfaces. Uh, and today we will be specifically discussing how to use UI components for voice on the web with Ari, who is the, the head of UX uh, here at Speechly. But before getting into the discussion, just want to get a bit more, give a bit more context on the designing and developing voice UIs series. Uh, the general overview really is uh, that we'll be having open discussions with different members of the product team here at Speechly, uh, exploring topics related to, like I said, the design and development of voice UIs in everyday technology. Uh, and we'll be discussing existing best practices for the design and development of voice UIs as well as emerging topics relevant to the progression of voice UI technology. And really our hope is that listeners will, you know, learn more about designing and developing good voice user interface experiences from these discussions. But on our side, we also hope to gain some insights and, and hear other perspectives by engaging with anyone that, that might be listening live. But uh, to start, Ari, uh, could you just give a quick background of yourself and uh, what your role is at Speechly? Yeah. So. Hi, everybody. My name is Ari Nukanen. Uh, I'm based in Helsinki, Finland, and uh, my role at Speechly is the head of UX. So that involves creating tools for developers and users to uh, use voice on their applications and creating create, uh, create voice experiences for web and mobile. What I've been doing lately is uh, creating these uh, components for developers to use on their mobile mobile web apps and web apps um, to enable their web sites to be voice enabled. So yeah, let's, let's just jump right into a few questions to break down uh, these voice UI components, uh, why they're important, how they can be used and, and, and ultimately just dig into uh, why uh, we think these, this is an important topic to talk about in designing and developing voice UIs. But uh, maybe just to, to lay it out and give some context, what are these voice UI components specifically that we are talking about today? So if I, if I may comment that it's uh, like, like voice UIs per se are voice 
interfaces, but when you uh, want to use voice uh, interfaces on website or web app or, or mobile app, uh, you basically have a couple of choices. Either you keep the kind of uh, the app application listening at all times, or then, which would be kind of um, consuming a lot, a lot of the like the processing power when you're when you're not using it. Uh, but the other option is to kind of indicate when you want to interact with the application. And these voice UI components are actually made for that purpose. You kind of, uh, as, an, as a user, you kind of uh, indicate that you want to use the voice interface, uh, for example, press a button. And, and then when you do the voice, voice actions, let's say search for some content or fill some form fields, uh, you also get kind of official confirmation that the application is actually hearing you right. And uh, there's a couple of tools that we've created for, for, for that, that as well. Yeah, and could we maybe uh, jump into, because you mentioned the button, uh, which I think is what would come to mind uh, for most people when they think of a, a UI component uh, for voice. But uh, could you just describe exactly what the, the different UI components that are now available um, from Speechly, could you could you just describe a little bit more um, what each of those are uh, in practice? Yeah, so so I think the first thing when when you're creating voice interface uh, or or an application, uh, maybe just to set the stage right, uh, I would perhaps have want to mention that Speechly is about kind of voice enabling any application, not just creating stuff for uh, assistants and uh, kind of uh, audio-only interfaces. So, so basically, you can take your existing application or, or websites and, uh, and voiceify maybe one feature, many features of that, and, or, or even the whole, whole application. So, so basically, you, you need this support layer for these basic functions. And the first and most important is uh, how to enable the uh, the listening, and we have a, a component called push to talk button to do exactly that. So when, when you push it, uh, the app starts listening, and uh, when you release it, it stops listening. So maybe the mo single most important uh, component that you could have in your application. And the, the rest of the uh, components deal with uh, feedbacking, uh, giving feedback to the user from the, from the actions. Uh, so, so basically, when you're when you're talking, uh, unless your use case is uh, a really simple one, uh, in, a, in in a simple case, you can just put whatever the user says into a search field, for example. But uh, but if you have a little bit more complicated case, you are kind of providing, uh, let's say, structures in information like uh, I'm traveling from uh, New York to Miami. It would be a good idea to show what the application is actually, actually hearing. And we have a couple of components uh, to that. Uh, the first option is to use a, a big transcript, which is uh, created uh, to enable any, any existing app to display this information for you. So it doesn't take any space on the screen when, when the voice functions are not used. But when you say something, it shows your transcript or the uh, speech-to-text translation of your speech. And then there is a variant of that that's called uh, transcript drawer. And 
it's likewise when you're not talking, it doesn't take any space on the screen, but when you do, do speak, uh, or indicate that you want to start speaking, it kind of slides down, displays you some example of sort of what you can say. And, uh, once you start speaking, it displays what you say. And maybe just worth mentioning is, uh, the kind of a fourth kind of a, uh, component that we have is something to get you started with, uh, um, uh, uh, it's called error panel. So, so if you have some problems with your audio setup or, or something like that, it kind of means gives you, gives you instructions on how to fix those. Awesome. Yeah. And now I, I want to dig in a little bit more on why the UI components are actually important. And I want to sort of split this up into looking at it from two different perspectives. So. Uh, first, why they're important from a high level, just in being able to have access to uh, different U UI components for voice on the web. Um, and then I want to get a little bit more specific, uh, looking at it more more like component by component uh, on, on why some of these different elements are, are so powerful or important in overall creating a good voice enabled experience. So maybe we could start from from the high level. Uh, and then look a little bit more specific uh, at the the more component by component level. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think well, well, when we're not now in the audio only world, it would be because we are talking about visual components. It would be great to see those, but uh, maybe at, at a very very high high level, uh, what I just described uh, is for basic components. They are kind of the support layer of of um, kind of enabling enabling you to talk to the application and getting the basic feedback from, from there. But, uh, but as actually, um, what we are working on also is kind of a, um, voiceified form elements for, for this specific use case of, um, filling forms on, on the web, like providing, uh, information, uh, by, by talking, for example, if you would have a, a kind of a trip booking form. Is that to and from and passengers field, uh, the, the next step beyond this support uh, components that enable you to talk uh, is to actually have this policified form elements where you can, uh, um, complete forms either by talking or with traditional means, uh, with keyboard or, or virtual keyboard on mobile. And I think this, um, uh, multimodality is kind of a a feature that allows uh, the app developers and, and, and users kind of to choose the, the, the way of interacting with the app that uh, suits their uh, use case and, and the location that they are using the application. So, so some, some things are just maybe uh, easier to say with voice. And if you have some, have some really trivial choices between different options, it might be even in a voiceified app easier to actually just touch them and toggle them on and off. So, so, so with, um, with, with this voice enabled form components, you would be able to, uh, complete the task either with, with voice or, or touch. So you get the kind of a list of the both worlds. So that would be the kind of the second layer of components that we are currently working, working on. And, and I think there will be like exciting releases, uh, during this fall. This field, 
Yeah. And, and we're, we're obviously talking about, uh, visual components. Uh, so this is, is obviously inherently multimodal, um, experiences that we're, we're talking about. Um, could you walk me through the multimodal design philosophy, um, that is at Speechly? Yeah. As, as I previously mentioned earlier, I, I think it's, it's a fundamentally different take from, uh, the assistant approach, uh, that the boys world has been like experiencing so far. So, so basically what we are having, having here is you have this, uh, voice uh, as an input, uh, interface to the application and the, and the kind of the feedback interface or whatever, uh, it can be either visual or it can be also something else. It, you, you can also incorporate like, uh, speech and audio and haptic feedback that in, in the feedback, feedback as well, but, but basically, um, speech is about this really, really fast direct uh, interfacing with the application. So it's kind of not creating assistance, but it's more like giving data, expressing uh, like desires in, in natural language. And, and then the app application kind of reacts and shows the results in visual, visual form by default. And, and I think that's a really strong point that you can actually use to the applications that you already already created and have this strong visual interface and you can actually uh, enable voice in, in, in the same application and make it even stronger. And, and, and I, to me, that's the real power of multimodality. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So in, in practice, how, how do you take the um, importance or uh, once you are uh, bought into a multimodal um, approach, uh, are there any sort of steps that you'd recommend uh, designers to take um, when when building these uh, multimodal uh, experiences? Learned from, uh, from studies and, and from our own ex uh, experiments is, is it's hugely helpful if what uh, when you have the kind of voice interface if you have uh, kind of keywords visible on the, on the screen in some manner so people know how to speak to that, that they kind of know the topics and, uh, example utterances are, are really, really important. So, so it, it's worth actually listening to your users and, and maybe do a little bit of studying how, how people would interact with the application and just write down how, how they would say, because that will help hugely when you're kind of building your voice interface for the application, I would say even that initial voice interface, because as you kind of, uh, hear more, more of the users talking, you kind of know that what kind of interface, what should be added to the interface to actually accommodate all, all the, all the ways that people express their needs. So, so basically learning about users, usually important, uh, providing some, uh, cues on what to say, like example utterances and, uh, having, for example, labels of the fields visible if you are to feel a form with voice, it's really important that, that you know what are, how are the fields labeled so you can actually use, you, so you can find the words to actually <laughs> feel most. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, super interesting. And, and I, I also think about, um, one of, one of the, the big, 
um, problems or, or something that leads to a clunky experience with a voice assistant is when it doesn't understand you and it, it needs to let you know that it doesn't understand you. And, and usually that leads to a lot of frustration for the user and, and just trying to get the dang thing to, to, to shut off <laughs> ultimately. Um, so how are you able to handle these and, and obviously you can't see my, my air quotes, but these failed utterances, uh, with a multimodal approach versus in the, the more, um, traditional conversational model that you see with, uh, everyday voice assistants. Um, so, so ba basically I would say that, uh, like, uh, speech is, uh, approach to voice is kind of sorry, pretty handy and useful because, because it's real time. So, so whatever you say, it's kind of, uh, tagged in real time. So the uh, user's intent and all, all the kind of the keywords that he, he or she is saying, they're kind of provided to you as the developer in real time. So you can, you can actually show the effect of that right away. And because the uh, kind of the feedback channel is visual, it's usually more pleasant to show the, the effect of things uh, in, in visual form. So, so for example, I, I think it, the assistance and, and instead of getting an action back, you get the readout of the Wikipedia page that is <laughs> not probably what you wanted and it's hard to stop. So you don't get these kind of situations uh, because you kind of see the feedback immediately and you can kind of correct yourself if you see something, something's going wrong and it, it does happen. It does happen in, in people's conversation and it does happen in, in, in uh, human to com computer interfaces, like speech in interfaces as well, but, uh, it doesn't ruin your world when feedback, feedback is kind of fast, fast enough. And, and of course, on application level, uh, even if the information that they provided is kind of partial and incomplete, you can probably help him out, uh, in some way by providing feedback or. And, and even, even act on the partial information and, and make it easy to kind of up. Awesome. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so we talked a lot about, uh, what these actual components, components are, why, why they're important, uh, different acts, aspects of, of multimodal design. Uh, what about just actually functionally using these things? How, how can listeners actually use, uh, these UI components for, for voice in the web, uh, that we've been talking about? Um. I'm a little bit biased, but I would say that getting started is, is quite easy. It, it of course depends on what platform you're developing, but let's just assume that, uh, you want to enable some simple voice actions on your, your website or simple web app. So, so basically <laughs> if you go to the, uh, uh, speeches documentation site, docs and .speech .com, uh, and follow that kind of the basic client libraries, basic usage thing, there's a, just a couple of lines of JavaScript to, to actually in, uh, load these web components from your website or web app. And then, then you can get this kind of custom tags that you can use to connect to speechly and enable this, uh, like talking the app. And once you get that, that going, uh, then it's actually, well, just listening to the kind of the data provided by speech and kind of responding to that can actually make something happen. 
there. And, and the data, data is actually, um, I, I don't go to the, uh, like how, how to actually configure the, the application to de detect the intents, but, but basically it's, it's just that you give some examples of what the user, user might say, and those get translated into intents, what the user is actually trying to achieve by saying that, and, and then you can tag these, uh, entities or keywords in, in those, uh, those, uh, phrases and, and when, when the user is speaking, you as a, as a devel developer, get this intent and these uh, entities or keywords back, and you can very easily kind of act upon them. So an example of, of being intent, intent would be book of travel or book and the, the keywords or entities could be like Helsinki to Miami. And those will be all, all the information that you need to actually uh, make that application working. Yeah, and, and I know we also have these uh, components that are made for for different platform or different tools like uh, um, Sketch uh, and Figma. Uh, for people that maybe want to just create uh, some simple prototypes, can can these UI components also be used in in that sort of context just to quickly uh, visualize what a multimodal experience might look like? Yeah, they are definitely helpful. Uh, first, kind of sketch and Figma files actually show you how, how it's like if, if you use these kind of uh, uh, speeches stop components in, in, in your application. So you can get kind of a good look at how it would look like if you place a microphone floating, uh, let's say, in that lower part of screen, what we kind of use for applied uh, voice control, or if you place it inside of kind of a text field to in indicate something like text search, or if you put it with a group of components to indicate that you can, okay, you can fill these, uh, form components with this microphone button. So, so you get, get a pretty good, uh, idea when you sketch with those, those components. And, and if you use components, it's, it's a really straightforward kind of implementation path from, from there, because you, what you see is basically what you can make happen in a couple of like lines of codes code to get the kind of the basic functionality in place. And having, having said, said that, uh, these are kind of a ready-made components, uh, and they are intended to help, help you develop your, uh, voice application and those are based on the, uh, experiences that we've been having, having, uh, they are by no means the, the only way that you can actually, uh, implement voice functionality so you can integrate the spe speechly with uh, kind of low, low, lower level as well and create your own components if you kind of prefer something uh, that feels or looks a little bit little bit different even though the components are customized to a degree. Very cool. Uh, I want to invite our, our co-host uh, Otto up here in case he has any final, final questions. Uh, Otto, anything that you would like to add uh, either a question for Ari or any sort of additional comments uh, that might be interesting for, for our discussion today. I think we've covered a lot of very interesting topics topics today, but maybe, Ari, uh, could you maybe imagine a couple of examples of, you know, what could be good, uh, you know, context or use cases for developers to start using these components and, and how to how to identify a good use case? What makes a use case good for potential using a multimodal approach? 
I think that's an excellent question. And I think where uh, voice interfaces really shine is kind of when, when you have a large inventory of anything, whether it's like uh, real, real physical goods, places, if it's uh, commands that you can perform in, in a professional application or something like that, something that you cannot like show in a convenient way uh, on the screen at the, at the whole time. I, I think those are kind of good candidates for voice interfaces because you can easily access from hundreds of, of options the one that you actually need with a simple voice command. And that, that would be like really uh, like tiring otherwise. So th those are thoughts those are ones and, and uh, any, anything goes, for example, uh, I've been like, when I have a little bit of a spare time, I would create this, uh, like weather app for my kite surfing spots so I can easily access the latest, uh, on the sites I go to. <laughs> that's, that's my personal life goal. Very cool. Yeah, no, those sounds like very good good use cases, but, uh, I think we are about at time. So th thanks so much for, for joining Ari, um, this, this recording or this conversation will, uh, be coming out as a podcast as well. We've been recording the session. Um, so in the, the show notes, I will attach, uh, links to the, the sketch, uh, the Figma files, uh, as well as links to our, our multimodal, uh, design philosophy at Speechly. But for, for anybody interested in checking this out now, uh, you can go and, and find this information at, at speechly.com um, or directly within our docs at docs.speechly.com. Um, but yeah, thanks so much, Ari, for for joining. Thanks to the, the listeners that have been popping in and out uh, throughout the discussion. Uh, you can join us weekly for conversations like this, exploring the design and development of voice user interfaces. Uh, today was our first test on Twitter Spaces uh, to be seen if we will stay here or, or go back to Clubhouse. But nonetheless, we will be having these conversations going forward. Uh, but thanks for listening and, and hope to see you in a future discussion. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Speechly podcast. If you enjoyed this discussion and are interested in the world of voice user interfaces, we would love if you subscribed and checked out future episodes. And if you are ready to integrate a voice user interface in your website or application, or if you would just like to learn more about the opportunities with voice user interfaces, you should check out our website at speechly.com.